my dear friends. I am glad to be with you today on the Spirit's biggest day. In Hebrew, the word ruach, meaning wind, breath, and spirit, is a feminine noun. So her pronoun is she, the feminine aspect of God. At creation, God created us in God's own image, male and female. I love the Spirit's flamboyant introduction of herself to the disciples. They hadn't connected her to the wind that swept over the dark, chaotic waters of creation. Today, we meet her in person, and we wear red in her honor. Let me take you in imagination to the Pentecost story of her gala arrival as the second person of the Trinity. The disciples had been expecting something big to happen after Jesus' ascension. Jesus had told them to wait in Jerusalem for the baptism of fire by the Holy Spirit, as was foretold by the baptizer. They were waiting in a house, perhaps the same house, where they had celebrated the Passover meal and beheld Jesus' crucifixion wounds and experienced Jesus' opening of their minds to everything written about him in the Law of Moses, the Prophets, and the Psalms. Their, their heads must have felt like the Buddha's with its swelling cranial mound, if you've seen those pictures, as he received enlightenment. <clears throat> After 40 days in that house, these former fisher folk found they could quote whole passages of scripture and expound its meaning. They were still there on the Feast of Pentecost, which is the commemoration of the giving of law at Sinai. Into the house came a great sound, a violent wind sound, but also a deep stillness in which a flame of fire hovered over each disciple's head. As the flames burned there, the disciples were filled with a compulsion to praise God in words of joy beyond their knowledge. The Spirit had given them the power to share the word of God. The wind sound was so loud, all Jerusalem came running to find out what was happening. Pentecost was one of the three big feast days, and crowd, crowds from around the Mediterranean diaspora had assembled in Jerusalem for it. The disciples boiled out of the house to meet them, praising God, filled with the power of love. They began spouting prayer and praise that was understood by all as the voice of the Lord God calling them individually in the language each knew best. What is happening? they cried. We hear you speaking of God's mighty deeds in languages you can't possibly know. 
Is it a miracle of your speaking or of our hearing? Peter, who had been touched by fire and wind, was able to tell them, we are all part of a miracle. This is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. God is pouring out God's Spirit on all of us. All of us and each of us. We are called to salvation by God's Holy Spirit. Some derided Peter, fearing he was trying to change their Pentecost liturgical practice. But others in the crowd were blessed with spiritual sensitivity. They could make the leap from participating in a cultural celebration of God's giving the law to accepting this personal invitation from God's Spirit. On this Pentecost, we too are called as a people and as individuals to discover our own gifts of the Spirit. I have such a good time praying myself into scripture stories. I was there in the house being taught by the Spirit. I identify my inhabiting of scripture as a gift of the Spirit, as Paul describes in the letter to the Corinthians. Maybe a type of discernment of spirits. On this Spirit's Day, I invite you to meditate on your own gift of the Spirit. Paul says, these gifts are what draw us into expressing ourselves as members of the body of Christ. On this day, may we all begin to name our gifts and those of other members of the congregation. In worship reflection, after this service, Get curious about what each other's gifts are. One that is fresh in my mind is John Haugen's gift of wisdom, as he led a Zoom discussion of religions of the world encountered through artworks. I learned from him about Buddha's cranial mound of enlightenment. Another St. Martin's gift I have experienced recently is the interpretation of tongues during women connecting. One woman will struggle to understand a difficulty in her life, and another woman will gently reflect until the meaning seems clear. We'll need to identify different categories of gifts. This list is way too small. Here's another gift I learned of recently. At St. James School, six staff are living on site, living on site together, to, working to keep the students fed through, through their welcome table. First, it was just students, but it has grown to include their friends and families, and by grace, they have partnered with SHARE Food Program and others, including Jane Good's Baking Project, so that during the week they feed up to 180 people. Hospitality is a gift of the Spirit. What are others? How do you see the Spirit working?
In this time of pandemic, as we are separated from each other, it will be our gifts that hold us together. We must cherish each other by phone and Zoom, and soon in small, careful Sunday groups. We will need to continue physically distancing from each other until we have a vaccine that will keep us healthy. In that time, we will need to go deeper into prayer and the sacramental experience of Christ's presence in the Word. This is the Spirit's great gift to us at Pentecost during the pandemic. Just as God's people discovered the power of the Spirit in words and language they understood, we can come anew to Scripture as the living Word of God to us. As we move into using morning prayer as our main service, we will find our long Anglican tradition of canticles and readings bind us more securely to the body we were baptized into. Let us feel our thirst and come drink from the river of living water that flows from our believing hearts. Amen.